the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. His Excellency has the COVID. That's right. Somehow the virus got through to His Excellency Tom Wolf, despite the fact that he wears a mask 24-7. How can this be true? I haven't been able to find where he thinks he got it. I don't know if he said it or not, but uh, let's hope it wasn't at a bar while he was drinking without eating food because we know that that is a major cause of uh, the disease. But seriously, uh, it's nothing to make fun of. It is a serious disease, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But I think uh, the Gov still needs to explain where he got it. As we told you the other day, a study done by CMU found that 97% of the people in Pennsylvania have been wearing their masks faithfully, as I'm sure you have been. I have. I don't go anywhere without a mask uh, if the mask is required. I, I avoid going places because I don't want to wear the stupid thing, but if it says you got to wear it, I wear it. And still we've had a surge in cases that has bars and restaurants all over the state uh, still worrying about the, the hammer coming down from Aunt Rachel. Rumors are still out there that a... Uh, a major uh, lockdown is coming. Uh, maybe I missed it today I, in the last few minutes, but I, I don't think it's happened yet. After the break, I'm going to talk to a former Pittsburgher now living in New York City about how vitamin D might help and how it's, you know, really hard to get vitamin D from the sun if you're told to stay in your house, which is what people all over the country are being told by their governors. Uh, and uh, this writer also uh, is, is John Tierney, actually, former Pittsburgher. He also ties self-flagellation into the lockdown stupidity uh, and the Black Plague, believe it or not. And then at 530, I'm going to talk to an expert on China. We'll, uh, we will talk about the trouble that little Ricky Slawell got himself into by being seduced by a Chinese spy and about how the Chinese have been cultivating sources by hooking up with young politicians on the rise for a long time. They hooked up with Ricky back when he was a city councilman. He's now in Congress, in case you didn't know. And this guy's name is Gordon Chang. He's an author. He's written books about China, lived in China for a long time. He'll also tell you that Americans need to wake up to what the communist Chinese are doing. And you'll hear why you would be perfectly justified in suspecting any college student here in Pittsburgh or anywhere else, anyone, any any college student visiting here from Red China, you would be perfectly uh, within your rights to uh, suspect that person of being a spy. Uh, you'd be called a racist, of course, for doing it. But according to Gordon Chang, you would be perfectly uh, it would be perfectly logical for you to uh, think that that person is a spy, because there are thousands of them, according to Gordon, and we'll talk to him about that. But when we come back, lockdowns as penance. Stick around. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stagerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 
Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety eight for a standard Queen Premium, but Mike is extending his sixty day money back guarantee to March first, twenty twenty one. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. As far as I know, and I I may have missed it, our Aunt Rachel has uh, not locked us down again. His Excellency, the governor, has tested positive for COVID-19. Let's hope he doesn't decide to punish his subjects because of it. Um, John Tierney is a contributing editor to City Journal. He's also a contributing science columnist at the New York Times, and he wrote about a strange plan that may have ended the Black Plague 700 years ago. He joins us now. John, a former Pittsburgher, welcome home, sort of. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. (laughs) So uh, what was the uh, plan back then in 1349, and why can't we try it with COVID-19 if it worked then? Well, they were following the science, just as we are. It's every bit as scientific as the lockdowns, which was mm-hmm. um, every day they had a very exact protocol, like the you know the rules we have for lockdowns, that 
um, three times a day for a total of exactly eight hours, hundreds of men who were known as flagellants would march in single file through town. They'd prostrate themselves on the ground and they were, and they would hit each other and themselves with these scourges, these whips of knotted studs, uh, of knotted ropes that it with nails. And, uh, and this was their, this was their pandemic control strategy. And it worked because they, you know, in London, they started this at the end of September. And by December, lo and behold, the black death was easing. And, and, you know, I'm sure if governor Wolf or governor Andrew Cuomo had been there, they would have claimed full credit for, you know, for stopping the plague. So, so that, that's the way it works. Beat yourself <laughs> exactly. on the back with, with, um, <laughs> And, and listen to the experts. You know, here's the scary thing, John, and yeah. I'm uh, serious. Uh, there would be a certain number of people who would you would be you would see walking down the street, beating themselves on the back with ropes studded with nails, if uh, Aunt Rachel, our uh, health secretary, came out today and said that that would work and that everybody needs to do that. There are people now who have become so conditioned. They'd, they'd be looking for ropes with nails to... to exactly. You know, they'd, and they'd be wearing masks now, too. That'd be the one change, too, <laughs> yeah. uh, because that would do it, too. No, it's a, I mean, there is this really... And I really do... I mean, I'm serious about this, that I think, you know, part of the reason, a big reason for the lockdowns and for all this stuff is that if people have this very primal, you know, primitive intuition that, you know, we have to perform penance. We have to suffer in order to expiate, you know, our sins mm-hmm. and... That somehow the more we suffer, the somehow this is going to do something with the plague, and uh, you know that was very much the belief back then. And it's still, I mean, there is really, you know, I've, I've, I've written before how this is is the biggest experiment ever done in medical history to, to do something that causes so much harm is going to cause so many lives in other ways, and we still don't really have evidence that it does any good. You know, when you look at places that have locked down. Versus places that haven't, there you don't see differences. You know, when researchers have looked at dozens of countries and dozens of states and compared them, you don't see, you still don't see the evidence that they're doing any, any good. That these, you know, that the, um, and just now, you know, we had this whole thing about how the, how in the Midwest was and South Dakota was so terrible for not, you know, for not having a lockdown and not not mandating masks. And but you know the curve of the virus there, you know, it started going down on its own the same way it did in. And I mean, not on its own, but what happened, that's what happens with viral spreads that, you know, they go up and then they go down and, and you see the same kind of curve in, in the Dakotas as you see in places that have lockdowns like Illinois and, and, um, in other places. So, and yet the officials will claim that it was a lockdown that did it, you know, just as they, you know, the black plague did, you know, it did ebb in London because that's what plagues do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and effect. Um, right. It, did, would, could you have imagined back in, uh, I don't know, April or May, that we would still be talking about this at Christmas time? No, I mean, I really could not. You know, I mean, they said we're just going to do it to flatten the curve. And, you know, and some of us said, well, we don't really know how bad this thing is and, and you know, do it for a few weeks. But it's just become an addiction. And um, it is just a strange thing because the more we know about this, you know, the the initial estimates that this is, ten, you know, a hundred times worse than the flu or 10 times worse, you know, we now know it's, you know, that it's, it's, it, it's maybe one to three times as, as fatal as the flu. And we know who gets hit and we know that if you're under 65, you know, that it's not very much of a risk at all. We know it's not a risk to children. You know, there's evidence around the world now that, you know, in Sweden and other places that kept their schools open that did not have masks, did not have social distancing, and they looked at what happened there and among the parents of the kids, and there's no difference in the parents who sent their kids to school or the ones whose students stayed online. Uh, so we have all this evidence showing that there's no reason to close down schools, that lockdowns don't seem to do much, and yet we're still just ordering them because officials want to think that they're doing something. They're taking bold action against this. And, and I think the fact that, you know, I'm mean, Andrew Cuomo in New York, where I am, he talks about how oh, the enormous sacrifices of New Yorkers have held the virus at bay, or controlled the virus. And what actually happened here was that, you know, I, you know, we were the worst hit spot in the world, but, but the pandemic, the infection started declining. It peaked and it started ebbing here before he even announced a lockdown. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's, um, and, and I think it's one reason why New York City hasn't really been hit that hard this fall because we had our big surge in the, you know, in the spring. And you do end up, you know, building up a certain level of immunity. Um, and, uh, and, you know, places that didn't get hit in the spring, you know, now, they're, now some of them are getting hit. But you know, whether you're locked down or not, it's going to happen. Yeah, and, um, you know, these people like uh, Governor Cuomo and the people here in Western PA and Pennsylvania, the state and, and, uh, overall, uh, they are using – they are – going to use the same logic that the uh the people in 1349 did because they're exactly. they're going to claim credit for it yeah right uh, and uh, yeah. and there's no way you can't disprove it that it, you know it's you can look at Sweden and say well look they didn't have lockdowns there and they still recovered uh so you can't make that claim but the, they they just don't want to hear it that nobody wants to hear that the lockdowns and the masks and all the hysteria isn't working because they want to no, claim it, credit it, for it Right. You know, Mark Twain said that it is easier to fool people than it is to convince people that they have been fooled. And now that everyone has made all these sacrifices and stayed home and put, you know, rest businesses, businesses have gone under, kids are suffering in school. Nobody wants to think, gee, it was all, you know, most of it was a waste of time and, and effort. So and of course, the politicians who ordered it will never admit it. And the media is still, most of the media is still just committed to this hysteria, um, you know, kind of, you know, pandemic porn to scare everyone. And, 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 uh, and we all must atone for our sins. And, and, you know, and, and when the lockdowns don't, you know, I mean, you see now states that you, you look at charts, places that have had mask mandates since the summer. And, you know, they've got surging cases, you know, because, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's the flu season now. And if they didn't get hit earlier, they're going to get hit now. But you still, it doesn't matter. People still, you know, want to uh, believe in this stuff and just order more and more lockdowns, even though, you know, in, in the UK, they ordered a new lockdown, claimed we have to do this to stop the hospitals from being overwhelmed. Even though at the time they did that, um, the percentage of hospital beds occupied was lower than normal for this time of year. And I think California is doing the same thing now. They they do not have high rates of hospitalization, but they're threatening to lock the whole. You know, they've closed all the restaurants in Los Angeles. It makes no sense. Uh, and and uh, yesterday we had the Allegheny County uh, Executive Rich Fitzgerald on uh, local news saying that uh, this the this the surge is upon us and the huge spike in cases and blah 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 and we have to really be concerned about the hospitals. And UPMC came out today with a release that said, just in case you were wondering, our hospitals are not overrun. Not in any way are they overrun. We're perfectly fine. So, John, I, there, it, 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 you can't be blamed for thinking there's some crazy conspiracy that, uh, that, that's the only thing that can possibly um, explain such stupidity. Not only stupidity on the part of the experts, but stupidity on the people who continue to believe them. I know. It's just, you know, it really is. It's like there's a virus of insanity. You know, what you said about UPMC that, you know, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when the Dakotas were suddenly the place that now was never, you know, that everything was. Yeah, they're all going to die. That they'd yeah. all be overwhelmed. They're all going to die. It'll never stop. But, you know, why don't they have lockdowns? Why don't they have mandates? The head of the, of the biggest hospital system in the Dakotas came out and said, we're okay. We can handle this. You know, I mean, in flu season, hospitals get more crowded. And, you know, and sometimes you get one hospital that gets a surge and, um, and does it. But it's not, you know, we have never overwhelmed the hospitals. You know, New York had this thing. We had the field. They brought in the ship and the field hospitals, and most of it went unused. And they were predicting we were going to need 100,000, 150,000 hospital beds, and we never got over 20,000. Um, and that was the rationale for the lockdown. And now we're in, you know, they're threatening another one here now. Um, even though, you know, the, the hospitals are not overwhelmed and, you know, but I've seen, you know, I mean, I've seen, I think Rachel Maddow was on, was on her show saying, Oh my God, if you get this, there's no room for you in the hospital. And that's just not true. And, and no. if you look at the trend in hospitalizations in the U S it's pretty much just flat this year, you know, that you don't see, you know, there, there, right. there is room in the hospitals. So, but what is it? What's the motivation for people in the media, both national and local, to just be incurious? That they, they, there's 
like I, I've been complaining here uh, a lot about, and I don't watch local news because I think it stinks and it's terrible and I can't watch it for 30 seconds, and I thought that for the last five years I worked in it. But yeah. um, but I know that there no, there's nobody pushing back. Now, there are people pushing back on the national level in some cases, but not not a lot. You have people like Rachel Maddow, as you said, still, you know, all they have to do is mention the word COVID, and she looks like she's going to break into tears, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, so I, I don't I, – this the media – where's, where's the media on this? I mean, where, where are they? What? Why is there, Why are they so eager to accept anything that's, you know, spit out by these so-called experts? I don't get it. Well, the media just has this, you know, in my book, The Power of Bad, I did. I talked about how the media, basically, about the crisis crisis, and how the media is just addicted to it. Because the easiest way to get people's attention is with, is to scare them. Bad things, you know, we pay attention to bad stuff a lot more than good stuff. And you know, and I call the you know the media a part of what I call the merchants of bad. They make their business scaring people. You you, you know that's how they make a living. And this is like, oh my god, we can scare people all year long and get them perfect. to watch this. Yeah. yeah, and you know, there was a great study some economists did. But they looked at media coverage, and the U.S. was worse than Europe, actually, on this, they said. But something like, you know, 85 or 90 percent of the stories about COVID were all negative. You know, even when cases were declining, they'd find the one spot that they were going up, and that's all you heard about. And, you know, and we heard all year how they're not going to find a vaccine. They won't, you know, Trump said they would, so they never will. They'll never have a vaccine by the end of the year. You know, everything is just, you know, and the media is just so geared to find the worst, you know, to find the bad angle. You know, even when things are, go- are getting better, um, you know, we were supposed to be, um, you know, last week it was, oh, my God, we've hit a new record for COVID deaths. And it's just going to get worse and worse. It's going to be the longest winter ever. And since then, it's come down. I mean, have you heard that from anyone? You know, that still they just find a new thing to write about now. They they find that to be bad news. It's, yeah. Oh. It, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it's sick. It really is. And and as you said, it, it, when this is over, they're going to take credit for defeating this virus, as they said they would back in March. We're going to defeat this thing, which you can't do, by the way. But they they said they're going to do it, and they're going to claim that they did it. I, I want to ask you before we go. We're talking to John Tierney. He's a contributing editor at City Journal. Uh, you can. See his stuff at cityjournal.org. Got a couple of minutes left. Uh, quickly, uh, the, you have in your piece you wrote about vitamin D and uh, the fact yeah. that we don't seem to be uh, taking advantage of it around here. Right. Uh, you know, from the start of this, we knew before this pandemic there were lots of studies that vitamin D strengthens the immune system. It helps resist viral infections like colds and flu. And so there were a few a few researchers, and that's an easy thing to tell people to do. You just go out and get some sunshine take a supplement, you know, and, and, you know, and Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, he actually revealed in one interview, he takes it, but he's never, you know, but, but when he's at the podium at the white house, it's, Oh my God, you just got, you, you know, you can't go out to holiday dinners. You can't got to wear a mask. That's a nice, house. easy, yeah. that's a nice, easy, painless thing to do. It's cheap. It's safe, simple. And, you know, and it can make a big difference. I mean, the, the groups that are at the biggest risk from COVID, you know, African-Americans, obese people with diabetes, all these people are known to have much higher levels of vitamin D deficiency. And simply telling people, take some vitamin D would do more, you know, you know, the most, I mean, that's a, pro, that's a pretty much proven thing against viruses and probably, you know, and it, there's every reason to think that it will work against COVID, that it helps protect you from getting infected and it, and it helps protect against severe cases. Now we haven't had, you know, the, the a million studies since COVID started, but there have been studies showing that the groups that are getting severe cases of COVID are much more likely to have this problem. So why not ask people to do that? And the answer is, I think, because it doesn't cause enough pain. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like we're right. doing penance. It's it's too easy to do. Where telling everyone to, you know, don't see your family, you know, close down your business, stay home, hide under the couch. That, you know, that sounds, you know, that's painful. So it seems like it must be right. Well, I just I'm out of time, uh, John, but I just want to say for my own uh for my own benefit and for yours, uh, you can I think you feel the same way. I'm terribly sorry that we have COVID and I I I I, I really am and just tell me what my penance is. 10 heart fathers, <laughs> 10 Hail Marys, I'll do them. Thanks, John. Okay, but the penance I'll give you is 4000 IU of vitamin D, okay? Right. Yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you, John. That's John. That's John Tierney. We'll be right back. 
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. British regulators have warned that people who have a history of serious allergic reactions shouldn't receive the new Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine as they investigate two adverse reactions that occurred on the first day of the country's mass vaccination program. U.S. health regulators have posted a positive review of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. They're nearing a decision on whether to allow the use of the shot, a decision to authorize the vaccine expected very quickly. Commercial flights with Boeing 737 MAX jetliners have resumed for the first time since they were grounded worldwide following two deadly accidents nearly two years ago. Brazil's Gol Airlines became the first in the world to return the planes to its active fleet. Stocks closing broadly lower on Wall Street. The Dow dropped 105 points. The Nasdaq was off 243 and the S&P down 29. This is SRN News. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Dennis Prager combats evil. Teaching children that this country is a cesspool is evil. It's a monstrous lie. Because nothing made was better. And you judge countries as you do individuals in comparison to others. Not in comparison to your childlike fantasies. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Charlie Kirk at 2 on AM 1250. The answer. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Goodness knows we could use stockings full of each as the coronavirus plague year draws to a close. From all of us at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Visit us at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Where's the money, Karen? I'm sorry, the money? The money you saved by having Liberty Mutual customize your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Oh. <laughs> That money. I used it to add to my collection of clown paintings. <laughs> Take a look. Ah, I mean, ah, amazing. Wow. Liberty, 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 liberty. Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Hanging on to some congestion on the Parkway East. Outbound delays from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Usual congestion, four or five minute delay. Parkway West looking a little bit busy between 19 and the Fort Pitt Tunnel on the inbound side. Construction about to finish up on E37 East Carson Street between 14th Street and 10th Street. Ongoing construction on McGee Street at Locust Street and 5th Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Areas of freezing fog late, the low 29. That fog will roll into tomorrow morning. We'll see times of clouds and sun and a high of 47. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night. Areas of late night fog, the low 34. Again, that fog will creep into Friday morning. It'll be mild with sunshine, giving way to increasing clouds Friday with a high of 53. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, everybody in America is worried about COVID-19. There's a pretty good chance that we should all be a lot more worried about China. Gordon Chang is author of The Coming Collapse of China. He's at Gordon Chang. Uh, he, he is at G, uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter, and he joins us now. Gordon, thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much, John. So um, i, I got to ask you what you make of the video that was shown on Tucker Carlson's show, but I don't think on any other major networks, of a communist Chinese professor saying Beijing has, quote, people at the top of America's core inner circle. This is a matter of great concern. You know, even if Professor Di Dongsheng is not right, and I think he is, but even if he weren't right, what this shows is the arrogance of the Chinese political and economic and cultural uh, elites. And this is dangerous because what it shows is that Beijing thinks it can do what it wants. And because of that, they could very well push the U.S. into a situation which would be um, that couldn't be unwound. So ultimately, it's the mentality of the Chinese leaders that is um, the danger to the United States. So uh, this arrogance that makes them think they can do what they want, um, what has led them to believe that? And and, uh, is it because they can do what they want, at least to a certain degree? Well, over the course of administrations before Trump, uh, and this is Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, China has gotten what it's wanted. Because we've had a number of American presidents who have acted in the best interests of China, not in the United States. And they've done that because they think that we should try to integrate China into the international system. And as China becomes stronger, it would become benign. But as we've seen, um, the opposite has been the case. It's become more hostile, more belligerent. And so Chinese leaders are used to getting their way in Washington, as well as in the capitals of other countries, Um, up until Trump. Now, with President Trump, we have seen um, the uh, U.S. start to impose costs on China for unacceptable behavior. So, Mm -hmm. as we saw in that video, Professor D um, says, well, China lost its influence uh, during the four years of President Trump's term. Um, How we go forward is really going to be fascinating because the Biden administration, you know, they're going to be the targets of some pretty aggressive Chinese uh, maneuvers. Yeah, uh, he also said government is controlled by Wall Street, but that under President Trump, the Chinese weren't able to exploit that. So it will be different if Biden is president. uh, And and does it tie in with what he said about Wall Street? Well, I think that it will be different because uh, the Biden team generally views um, engagement, this theory that I was talking about, as the approach that America should adopt, so that we should try to... uh, reach cooperative relationships with China. Now, that sounds great, but the problem is we can't do it because we've tried to do it for five decades and things have been going all the wrong way. So I think that the Biden team should understand that the new approach, the one adopted by the Trump administration, is indeed correct. And indeed, some incoming Biden officials are very concerned about China and realize that their prior approach was not really good for the United States or the international community, for that matter. Um, it, it, it normally, uh, when you um, are trying to be friendly with someone, uh, you are expecting that to be reciprocal. Uh, have the Chinese uh, given any sincere uh, signals that uh, any signals that they're sincere about having the same kind of friendship with the United States? that anybody should believe. Well, they they talk a good game, but when we see what they actually do, the answer to that is no. Um, The Chinese are ruthlessly pragmatic. They think that if a country is friendly toward them, that um, either the country is hopelessly naive or weak, and that China can take advantage of them. And the reason why Chinese leaders think that way is because that's the way they think 
about other countries. So they just mirror image. Um, and so that's the reason why a number of very generous um, overtures on the part of previous American presidents have really not achieved the results that they had hoped. And that's why I think it's important for us to change gears and to realize the malignancy of the Chinese regime. Um, why do you suppose that uh, this isn't a big story on the other major networks, uh, aside from Fox? I don't know if Newsmax had anything on it, but from what I understand, uh, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, they ignored the video of this Chinese uh, professor basically just revealing what the Chinese are up to and what they've been up to and what they plan to be up to if, if and when uh, Biden becomes president. They didn't think that was all that important for some reason. Yeah, I can't speak to um, their news judgments, but I think there's Americans in general have a problem. We have a problem understanding evil, and this is true of many people in democracies. Um, and, you know, when you look at the activities and, and the policies of Britain and France in the run-up to World War II in Europe, uh, you see this inability to grasp how belligerent the Third Reich was. Well, we're very much doing the same thing. We're the Britain and France um, of our decade, because what we're doing is we're trying to, you know, desperately um, achieve cooperative, quote-unquote, relations with Beijing, which has not shown any inclination to do so. Indeed, we have seen uh, in December and January, uh, China take steps to deliberately spread the coronavirus beyond its borders. So those were um, activities which were malicious to the greatest extent possible. But we, we don't really understand that. And so if news organizations make poor judgments, um, I think it's more the result of just the way people in democracies approach uh, totalitarian states. And China is fast becoming a totalitarian state again. We're talking to Gordon Chang. He's the author of The Coming Col Collapse of China, the great, and another book, The Great U.S.-China Tech War. You can follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Um, so um, does, does is China does China have a dream of someday uh, driving their military vehicles down the streets of the United States of America and you know, becoming the uh, ruling the world? I mean, are they that evil? Is that what we're talking about here? I actually think so. You know, you hear a lot of policy analysts saying that China just wants to replace the U.S. in the current international system. That's normal competition among states, and, and that's a legitimate goal. What is not legitimate is China doing exactly what you say, which is to overthrow the current Westphalian international system of sovereign states and replacing it with worldwide Chinese rule. Chinese emperors for two millennia believed that they were the only legitimate rulers in the world, that they had the mandate of heaven to rule what they called Tianxia, or all under heaven. Well, Xi Jinping, the current Chinese ruler, has been recycling these Tianxia themes through his pronouncements. They sound benign, but they are not. And actually, China acts as if it is the only legitimate state in the world. So we've got to be concerned that this is not some sort of normal competition in the existing international system. This is an attempt to um, institute worldwide Chinese rule. What do you make of the stories about Christine Fong, uh, a woman exposed as a spy for China? Uh, she had access to several politicians, including Congressman Eric Slawell, who's a... Uh, uh, was very much a uh, loud voice in the Russia collusion hoax for th three or four years. Seems like uh, he might have been compromised a little bit. Well, the big story is just how relentless and determined China is to collect information and to influence politicians, because their first contact with Swalwell was not when he was in the House of Representatives, where he is on the Intelligence Committee. They approached him when he was a council member of Dublin City, California, and uh, Christine Fong has been working with low-level American politicians and high-level American ones. This is a, a determined campaign that goes back decades, all levels of government, all institutions in society, media, NGOs, everything else. And so we shouldn't be surprised at this. Um, now, in Swalwell's case... Um, you know, he even after he learned that uh, she could very well be a Ministry of State security agent, he then downplayed the threat 
uh, that China poses to the U.S. And he started, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. He was one of the main voices in the House on that. He should have known better. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's hard to believe she's the only one who's out there cultivating relationships with government officials who uh, may become much more important and powerful down the road. That is a uh, that's a major plan and a major strategy of the Chinese. Well, she's more than just this. More than just one. It's maybe even more than hundred, hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, really, China uses a great a thousand grain of sand approach, which they collect information not only from their Ministry of State security agents, but from tourists, students, business people. So um, we got to remember that China's 2017 national intelligence law requires every Chinese national to spy for Beijing which means that every Chinese citizen in the U.S. is under a legal compulsion to spy against us. And also the Communist Party's top-down system requires that as well. So this is a threat which is overwhelming the FBI and other law enforcement agencies, which means that what we really need to do is to start to close Chinese consulates, substantially reduce the embassy staff, throw out the Chinese banks and state enterprises, because these are the places where Chinese spies reside and are attacking our society. And as I said, we're doing a very bad job in terms of um, protecting ourselves against this threat. And how, how often do they use the disguise of a college student to conduct spying? All the time. Um, there are estimates that 13% of uh, Chinese students in the U.S., have engaged in um, activities which are incompatible with their status as students. And when you consider that there are about maybe 390,000 Chinese students in the U.S., um, that's a considerable number. Now, um, it, it, in the current um, atmosphere here in America, with you can be accused of being a racist for just about anything. Um, how how will the Chinese be protected by the fear of people uh, of being called a racist by becoming suspicious of Chinese nationals living in the United States? You know, a, a college student, for example. Uh, you know, should college students be wary of them and think that hey, I, we got a spy in our midst, or is that is that being racist? I mean, that seems like a pretty tough uh, situation to deal with. Well, it is for us, and China plays on that argument. But um, because of, I mentioned, the 2017 National Intelligence Law, I think that we have the right to remove every Chinese student um, because this is a reasonable suspicion. These people, as I mentioned, are under a compulsion to spy, and we can't ignore that. Now, I know Beijing sort of says, oh, you know, that's racist. But no, it's not. You can actually look the law up. And so we've got to protect ourselves. We've not been doing a good job of it. China's been stealing somewhere between 150 and $600 billion worth of intellectual property each year, and much of that loss um, is related to student theft. So, you know, I don't know what to say, but uh, this is an existential threat, and if we don't protect ourselves, we're just not going to have a country. Wow. Now, so that's a really interesting uh, aspect of this to me is that you, you have the, I think it's called the Confucius, Confucius centers that, that, that have been, um, you know, with, that popped up at college campuses all over the country, um, and they're looked as, at as these benign, wonderful um, uh, exercises in diplomacy and uh, welcomeness, and you know, just it just and it's and it's it could be very nefarious, very dangerous, and nobody's even looking at it. Yeah, they are nefarious in the sense that, uh, for a couple of reasons, because college administrators, because they want Chinese money, um, will tend to restrict academic freedom, and they will punish people who have skeptical views of China. And that has occurred in college campus, across college campuses. Also, we couldn't have a Roosevelt Institute or a Reagan Institute in China. So why do we allow (laughs) Confucius Institutes in our country? And and it's not just on college campuses. It's in secondary schools because not only are there Confucius Institutes, there are Confucius classrooms. So this is the top to bottom of the American educational um, scene. And it's part of a plot. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a determined effort. This has been going on for decades. China's been spending a lot of money and effort doing this. And Christine Fong is just somebody who got caught. 
Um, but she is one of hundreds, if not one of thousands, of uh, Ministry of State Security agents uh, in the United States. You know, it's, it's our country. You know, yeah. it's our fault. We allow these people here. We should be tossing them out. I mean, this is this is not China. This is America. So is, can you, I mean, it wouldn't even be possible for someone to come out and publicly say that, you know, we have to rid the United States of these Chinese national students uh, and start over again. I mean, no, well, nobody's well, going to get away with that. They'll be called, they were called racist for wanting to stop Chinese uh air travel from coming in after the Wuhan virus. Yeah. Well, my father was a Chinese student, so this issue is one of importance to me and it's difficult for me to deal with, but yeah. there are a couple of ways to deal with this without turfing everybody out. Um, first of all, um, the Trump administration has made a good start in uh, removing students with uh, ties to China's military, which were not mm -hmm. disclosed on visa applications. Also, we have allowed Chinese Ministry of State Security and Chinese diplomats to monitor students on our campus. And if students steal stuff, they often do it because they are not given a choice by Beijing. So we can stop that. Um, if we stop that, then we can step back and see what we have to do, if anything, beyond that. But clearly, um, we've allowed China to steal. So in my mind, the issue is, yeah, the Chinese are stealing, but we've allowed them to steal. So if this is an American problem that we need to fix first, um, and maybe we can end up with some accommodation with Chinese students, but not until we actually move first against China's um, agents and their diplomats who act inappropriately. Wow. Uh, Gordon, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on. And it's some pretty scary stuff you got there. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. That's Gordon Chang, and we'll be right back. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. 
Just go to bamboohr.com slash trial. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash trial. That's bamboohr.com slash trial. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, uh, you heard uh, Gordon Chang. He says that uh, China's a problem. And, um, you know, I, there was a, a while back, I, I don't know if I had the person on the show. Or I, I can't remember if I had the person on or if I tried to get someone on. There, uh, Pitt had a Confucius uh, program, whatever it is, Confucius Society or Confucius something or other. And um, uh, I think they I think they've gotten rid of it because it, uh, it turns out that they realized it was dumb and uh, and kind of uh, very strange. So as and as Gordon said, uh, you're not going to see a Ronald Reagan program at some college in uh, communist China. It's not going to happen. So why are we why do we um, uh, accommodate people like the the Chinese communists for, for in things like that and th- there was no chance on this earth of them doing anything close to that for us to accommodate us and um so uh, people just don't seem to be worrying enough they they're worrying about everything else covid-19 russia uh and china is sneaking around they're sending college students over here and they are targeting political people people in government maybe so, like uh like a little ricky uh swalwell he was um he was a a city councilman or something out in california and this um this uh woman her name is fong f-a-n-g christine fong she decided to target him because she thought he might go somewhere someday unfortunately the people out there were stupid enough to elect him to congress but uh, it paid off for her and it's going on all over the country maybe people ought to start paying attention to it i'm glad we paid attention to it today and i'll talk to you tomorrow thanks bye the john staggerwald show is a production of the answer pittsburgh and salem media group